to Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Welcome back to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. And in Employee of the Month, we like to, we, meaning me, I like to meet with people at various stages of their career. It's been a pleasure to watch Dan Curry's take off. He's a writer. Um, you may have heard him on This American Life or seen him on Onion News Network. And he was also on Last Comic Standing. Um, but to me, his greatest credit is that he and his wife, Margot Lightman, a comedian, won a Prius on Let's Make a Deal by choosing door number two. Dan currently writes for Adult Swim's The Eric Andre Show and is working on the second novel, Payback, The Bastard. When we spoke, we spoke about his first debut novel called Kung Fu Lesbian. We spoke about it before it went to press and went out in the newsstand, so I'm hoping we'll get to speak about it after as well. But please enjoy uh, my interview with Mr. Dan Curry. Dan, what does it feel like after all these really huge writing gigs and, and uh, performing gigs as a comedian to finally get the Employee of the Month award. It's good. It feels really good to be the employee. I don't. I, I personally think all my credits suck, but because uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you get you take a long time to get a couple, and then you're like, they're not real. <laughs> right. Why once you finally get there? And then I'm like, like, oh, but then you see someone else who's got like better stuff. Like my This is American Life, I'm on it for like three minutes. I know, but it's a very funny episode. Of I know, but the pe- who's the guy who ran for president with the pizza, and he was cheating on all the ladies. Who he, is that? Herman Cain. Oh, Herman Cain was on it. And I was like, oh, I was only on for three minutes. And I was ta- I spoke with Ira Glass on the road. Yes. I was driving through Texas because I was trying to learn Spanish. Uh, it's very and un poco uh, at this point. But uh, and we we're talking this whole Wait. time. So I, I was like, we talked about so many things, and I heard it, and I'm like, I kind of sound like a buffoon. Then I'm like, maybe I'll get the thing at the end where they go. You know how like requote something? Yes, yes. I'm like, well, they'll, they'll requote me because I said uh, I thought salsa meant salsa. You know what I mean? Salsa means sauce in Spanish, but I just thought it meant salsa. And I'm like, that's a pretty good line. And at the end, Herman Cain stole my line. What's amusing about this is that Herman Cain was also on the Colbert Report. No, sorry, on the Daily Show with John Oliver. He they did oh, a yeah. series with him. So I just think it's amusing that. Herman Gain is stealing all these comedic parts. Like, no yeah. one's worried about him running politically, but comics were well, all very upset that he's taking... This is right before the Republican primary, so he was just gearing it up, and he was coming out with the slogans, and apparently he challenged Bill Clinton over health care in 1992, and he became kind of a, a minor celebrity. I didn't know like, 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 Bill Clinton was speaking somewhere, and he was like, well, what do I do about my restaurant business? How do I, you know... Always with the pizza chains not being able to pay their employees. Like, it's like... Oh, no, I, right. That that's was the issue, not the fact that he needed to have yeah. a McMansion. And he always said, uh, how's that working out for you? And he was like, that was his, like, he would like say some idiotic thing and then go, how's that working out for you? And I guess he kept saying it during the interview that he snaked my line at the end of this, uh, this American Life. He so nakedly ambitious. Um, I just, I can't imagine not feeling... Undignified going on the Daily Show and being mocked. Yeah, after your failed. I think he doesn't run. get it. I think that's a thing with a lot of people. Where it's like, even though you're like, we're not mocking you. It's like, but we are because right. you're a tit. You know, like he is an idiot, man. And I saw that the John Oliver thing with it. That was after he already left. Yeah. Right? Because he's cheating on his wife yes. like all yes. the time. I mean, it's a. And he's like, like, I'm not. And it's like, yeah, you are. When you went on Last Comic Standing, it was a good show. And at the beginning, I feel like it was 
also mocking, I was just thinking of like a parallel where like there was a weird line between like, am I going to look good doing this or is this? Well, they made, I got lucky. I mean, with it, because I never made it as a contestant. They just aired me a lot. And, uh, and they just showed me do jokes and then they were like, you didn't pass. And they make a lot of people, including people I know that are funny. Like they, they, they would use you in a montage of like, look at this jerk. Right, 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 and make them look bad. Who's jerk not yes. making Bobby Bacala laugh? <laughs> Who didn't think I was funny either? But uh, who's apparently, Bobby Bacala? He was his, he was in The Sopranos. He was Bobby. He was he wore a fat suit. Oh right, 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 right. And uh, he, he wore a fat suit, or he was like he gets shot in like the last episode. He like makes it all the way yes, through the series. Yes, He's yes. like looking at trains. He'll buy a train, and then like some mafiosos come in and shoot him at the train store. Yes, you ever watch yes. The Sopranos? No, 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 I totally know okay. exactly he, what he it is. Okay, he him in a train store. Yes, I just meant who was he to judge. That guy in, well, because like, he used to be a booker in Vegas. Oh, I did not know or that some, part. Or, okay. Well, I don't care. I should have watched the series better. <laughs> and then the guy, Richard Belzer, apparently yes. liked me. But then, That's you know, I think right. producers just go, mow this guy through. I don't know. Right. I, I, it, was a, it was a really boring, horrible day. To, to do that show? Yeah. Like, the both times. I did it like two years in a row. And it just, I just, just like the New York. Yeah, but now it's auditions. good comics. I sort of was, it, it was a very long stretch of a parallel, but I meant that when you first saw it, the question was, is this going to be unwittingly amusing to go on the show? Is this embarrassing to be on the show? Or is this a good thing? And now it's a great thing. When you want it, it's a great thing. But I think when I first saw Last Comic Standing, I felt embarrassed by it being a reality show or something like that. I think, I think it's a bad idea for a show. I, 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 don't, okay. I think comedy is so suggest, uh, uh, subjective. Yeah, to have a contest. To have, like, uh, I actually never watched the show until the last season because I was friends with, uh, not well, I am friends with Rachel uh, Feinstein. She, and she was yeah. great on it, but I was like... I just fast forward to her because yes. it's like right. the whole thing around it. I was just like, I don't know. Like that's they, what I meant. I meant with the house. Like they had to live together, and I was like, that sounds like a horrible idea. Oh, and in the year I I, they, I aired a lot, the God's Pottery went all the way to the show. Yeah, and they I was were friends great. with them, and then yeah. they got burned. And I remember hanging out with, uh, with Wilson or whatever is Jeremiah yeah. Small Child. Small Child, yes. Uh, right afterwards, we had a beer, and he was like, ah. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't thrilled with no. the moving, I don't think. But I think you just hit it. It's just because there's no reason it should ever be a contest. There's, a, there's enough humor to go around, or we need a, we need. Right, well, that's why it's not back. And I, and I think comedy should just be what it is. And, and the more we put on it, like, what, how are you going to do in front of this audience and this kill? And how do you deal with a heckler? It's like, it's all, well, how do you deal with a heckler? It depends on the day. Yeah, absolutely. And it's an art form versus a, a sport. I think yeah, that's the, yeah. The, so it's like I don't know. I, I've dealt with hecklers in several ways. I fought a guy once. Are you serious? Yeah, we're on the. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear this. Uh, at Bar None. <laughs> uh, it was like five, six years ago. I uh, it was the last fist fight I was in. I, it was barely a fist fight. I just like, like the the phrase "last fist fight." Yeah, well, I used to. <laughs> I used. I got in a few fist fights <laughs> in my day. I used to just get not like I wasn't like running around. Bullying. Wait, I just want to. I want to hear the context of the story of being on stage. Okay, so I was on stage and it was like a rowdy, packed audience. And there's this guy with a white hat. Really, like it said, like you ass. And you know how you could say you mass. You can you can white out the M. Nice. And so it says you ass. So it's like the guy's like awesome, right? And he's just sitting there with his feet up on the table, and I'm not even like 
in the bar. His and, yeah, and I'm not even ten seconds into a joke, and he's like, "You suck, dude. Get off stage." And he was just like this entitled like. Ah, I demand my comedy, my free comedy, my, my free <laughs> East Village comedy to be much better than whatever you're putting forth in the first ten sets. Like I was like, whatever you will put forth. The way you I, said that was not funny. And I was just so mad about it that I I just lost it. It was cool, and I just made fun of him the whole time. And it was like the whole thing is to me, it's like separate that person from their friends, you know bring them in and then I forgot what I said but I got the audience but I didn't get him I wasn't trying to get him and then I gave him like uh like the double middle finger like off stage and then he was just so mad he like attacked me and, <laughs> and wow. he like threw a punch wow. I threw one then we got separated and the bouncers kicked him out and then his friends bought me a beer and they're like, oh, they're like Brad's pretty cool I'm like go oh, Brad sucks I don't like Brad. And he's it's like Obama with um, Skip Gates. What happened with Obama and Skip Gates? Well, because Skip Gates, when the police cop wouldn't let him in his own house, he got arrested outside of his own house, and it turned out he was a Harvard professor, and the cops Oh, they yeah, and they had a beer, and then Joe Biden had a non-alcoholic beer. Yes, with them. Or soda pop. <laughs> and then you learn stuff about the vice president, and you're like, turns out his family were alcoholics. <laughs> yes, I did not know And I'm like, was. whoa, because well, then you got to know. It's like, when someone doesn't drink... Yeah. You gotta be like, I'm cool with that. You don't have to drink, but then I'm like, well, what's the reason? Because People always think I'm an I'm an alcoholic because I don't drink. Um, you don't drink? Well, I'll have maybe a glass of wine. So but you like, drink a little. A yeah. little. Yeah. But like, it, but it is funny. Even in high school, once we had this family friend who confronted me to tell me that I was really an alcoholic because she had, she was going through AA. She's right. like, I can see it in you too. I was just like you. <laughs> and that's you think what stopped you? No, it just was so amusing to me because I was like. I have many issues. This is definitely not one of them. <laughs> right. But she was so ready to like help me on my path to. I th- I think recovery. I have the controversial belief that alcoholism is a uh, addiction. I don't believe it's a disease. I, I think it's discipline, and there's also you are predisposed. To, you know, I've known yes. I've known people that quit drinking. I was like, Absolutely. that's the best thing in the world for you to have done. Yeah. I like I think it creates this lifetime of victimhood. Where you're just like, well, I'll recover alcoholic like 30 years later. It's like, we didn't label it like that. You just be like, I just don't drink and call yes. it a day. Like, yeah. I know people that quit drinking and don't define themselves Absolutely. by that. You know, Absolutely. I know people that did it without I the I family members who had a problem and they just cut cut it down and they stopped. I do think that there are people who um, it becomes a physical it may start as a psychological thing of, you know, you need to discipline yourself, but then it becomes a real physical Oh, so, well, it is a physical addiction. Yeah. You can get, like, the booze shakes and yeah. all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and STDs. Yeah. You, you get STDs. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, training for a marathon, so I'm, uh, I'm done. Uh, I, I run it October 7th, so I'm going to stop. I'm Irish, you know. I, 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 I don't... I don't drink like I used to but I still like I don't care but the thing is you have so you have three big you have a marathon you have your first child and you have your debut novel um Kung Fu Lesbian all coming out around the same time yeah I'm doing the marathon the seventh babies do the 14th and my print edition of my books come out mid-September I have a very uh, I have a very small publisher who's your publisher I was uh they're called Eternal Press Donation Books they mostly do lesbian erotica and so, how did you get into? I never thought I'd be asking Dan Curry, 
who I met as a comedian and um, has gone on to forge a phenomenal career in writing as well for both television and books. Um, how did you get into lesbian erotica? It's not erotica, actually. Uh, I wanted to just write, I wanted to write a blog where I said, I'm gonna, just as like a, an exercise where I was like, I talked to with Jackie Monahan. Uh, mm-hmm. she's very who's another comedian. Who's talented comedian. She's a star of this movie, Code, Codependent Lesbian Space Alien Seeks Same. It's this great, super funny, like black and white movie. And it's like, for a comedy, I, mean, I, I always do mean to judge it by the the length, but it's like under an hour and a half. It's like an hour 25, which is what a comedy should be. Like comedy, yeah. to me, if I see over an hour and a half, I am I might not watch it, just on general principle. Yeah. Uh, but we were sitting around one day, and I was like, hey, I want to write a, a blog about, like, an action lesbian blog, you know, that takes place in the 70s. And I came, and we basically just, I spat out my ideas. She kind of bounced a few back at me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to write it a little bit ahead of time. You know, so, like, so I don't, like, be like, oh, I have to write it this week. I'm like, I want to write, like, 10, 10 chapters in advance in case life caught up to me. I can just release it once a week. Then I thought it was too good to put online. And yes. I, and then I... Had a lit agent, and he was like, I'm not selling this. And then I had another lit agent, and they're like, because I had another book that never went, that I never sold, but they liked that. So I had a lit agent from that. And it may sell now. I mean, it's that. I don't want to sell. It's a piece of crap. It's oh, called okay. Drunk on a Bike, and I hate it. It's like, it's I'm I'm 36, and like, I wrote it when I was like 26, 25, 26. Yeah. And I can, it just, it's like, a, it's like a circle jerk. It's just like me being like, I can write prose. Look at me. Like, and it's, but that's good to know about, you know, the writing process. That you will, you, what you write may not be perfect, and it may not even be good, but it's first important to, like, have gotten that out. Well, there's parts of the so book. So that you could then write this book, which is great. Right. Well, I, I think there's parts of the book that's good. It's just I know now in editing it, because I tried to bring it back a couple times, uh, and... I was just like, I, I'm going nowhere with this paragraph. Now that I know it's just like everything should be moving the plot forward. You, there should be no little side things unless that side thing means something. And like, and I was like, my book, my first book, was just side thing after side thing. And I'm like, that's going nowhere. That's just me showing off that I can write something, twist something down to the end of the paragraph. It's like, I'm funny. Right. Right. Or I'm interesting. I have a thought about something. And it's like, but I'm like, it doesn't mean anything. And I like, I don't really like reading books like that. And I'm like, so that book is... It makes me trust you more as a writer. Like, I'm more interested in reading a writer who has that type of ability to discern. Oh, totally. Well, you should read Kung Fu Lesbian. I'm terrified. It's out with the with, with so, critics now, so I have no idea what the impact... I, not the impact. Jeez, it's a very small puzzle. But I have no idea what they're going to say. And it's yes. just like, and these are like strangers. Yes, judging your work. Complete strangers. Like, oh yeah, and I'm going to lesbians. Okay. Like, I, like I have a couple of general reviewers, but I'm like, I'm finding like small bloggers, like lesbian bloggers who read books. And I'm like, hey, lesbians, like, check out this book. Yes. And I'm like... Because you want to Because that's, that's like... Because I mean, I know it's not a male fantasy. I know it's not... My char- my main character, Holly, is not, like, someone who's, like, gonna... She's, like, full-tilt lesbian. There's, like, no... But that makes it sound so much more compelling to know that this isn't some caricature of some male fantasy about women who are hooking up that is about them. Like, this is a, a complex character that you're writing about. Yeah, I mean, and then my, my... Yeah, and then I think I have... It's also, like, an action-y shoot 'em up like, it, it's definitely a boy book in one way. So what does that mean, boy book? Because in some ways I feel like you've gone beyond the 
gender identity and, and sexual identity to say that these are just complex characters. Well, that's interesting because the whole book is about identity. It's about how like labels are not a good indicator of what's inside a person. And I, and I, and I, may, I tried to maintain that idea. And, I, and by a boy book, I mean is I, like Tom Clancy doesn't write a book and sit around and spend any time explaining why his main character is white, heterosexual, and Protestant. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, it's just like, that's just how it is. Right, right. That's the way it is. Yes. You know, and like, so I'm like, well, my main character is a black, agnostic lesbian. Yes. And that's just the way it is. I, I like the fuse. I don't sit around and be like, and it's because of this and that. And I, and I offer zero explanation. And it, you don't, because you don't need an explanation. Like, I believe that people are, like, all these little surface concerns about anyone, sex, race, all this stuff mean literally nothing if you look at a DNA strand of a black lesbian and a white heterosexual guy. It's about the same. We're, there was actually a study... Um, recently about about finding DNA as a way to judge and test people's ethnicities. Yeah. They, had, they, had, they had done it a while ago on Radiolab. Right. You know that show? They, yeah, they yeah, spoke yeah. about it. Um, and it's just so limiting. And there was a man who was black and it traced his history incorrectly by relying on that type of data. It's just so faulty. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, but, it's and it's just, and it, it, we put so much weight on those sorts of things. And like, I, I, I'm a white heterosexual male, but I don't, identify heavily as that well I, can I don't walk around like it's like well we're starting to get the short end of the stick like when I see like angry white heterosexual men I am like terrified and wildly embarrassed and I always have been yes. like it's always like really yes you know I do think also because I, I do understand how people of color would be like I would like to write my own characters and I think that they should but I also think that they should be able to write a white male character and not be questioned on that any, front. Any writer should be able to write any character they want and then just be judged for it on the for other side. For the writer. content of the character. And it, and, it, and it is exactly what it is. Like I've heard a million white, not white guys, uh, men in general. Yes. They're like, I can't write a woman. It's because yeah, like, like you're sexualizing her immediately and forgetting that, like, you know, 99% of a woman's day is not like. About their period. About her period or their boobs or, you know, they're just going through. Everyone's basically walking through doors, walking outdoors in New York here. You're going to listen. Like, we're all doing the same thing. And, like, and we have thoughts that are complicated. And they're not really, we spend a lot of time being like, how much different is Ben and Wibbit's thought? It's like, it's mostly the same. It's mostly identical. Like, if you popped into a woman's body, you'd be like, I'm thinking so differently now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, that I totally agree with. I do, I do think that there is a valid concern because the people who tend to get their voices heard the most is not going to be your book at a small publisher. It's not going to be a fresh new voice. Right. It's going to be... Um, someone who has a lot of leverage but may have very simple characters and simplistically drawn characters. And that I can understand to be... F- I would be frustrated if um, I was portrayed by Tyler Perry. And I think that that fear... He put on a, a, a Katie Lazarus suit if, instead of a Medea suit? If, if, if Tyler, Perry, <laughs> Tyler Perry wrote me, I would be nervous about it. Well, he's kind of the king of that. That's well, all, you know, all his characters are flat, though. I'm kind of like semi-obsessed. <laughs> With how bad he is. <laughs> it, it is terrible, but they're all flat. And as a writer, and I and there's stuff in Kung Fu Lesbian where I'm like, 
I do not have that much time to research the CIA. Let's like, and I have like CIA characters, so I'm like, hopefully, <laughs> I, I hopefully people won't be like, that's blatantly wrong, you know. Well, but, like, but this is also fiction. It's a fictionalized. Yeah. Town. I mean. Oh, and I'm also semi satire, and I try to yes. write funny. But there's a movie called Medea Goes to Jail that I went to. Because my wife, Margot, auditioned for a role. Margot Lightman, who's also a very, very, very funny comedian. So and our own book coming out soon. Yeah, she does. Uh, Gawky, coming yes. out in April. Uh, but uh, she has a friend. I'm friends with him now, too. But uh, in, in, from college, this guy named Ben Feldman. He's actually, uh, he's on the Mad Men. He's Ginsburg. He's the new Jewish copywriter. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I barely knew him at the time, and he was in Friday the 13th, and he gets killed by Jason in the remake in the first scene. So we went to the theater, and we watched him get killed, and I'm like, this movie sucks. And then it's like, we know the guy, and he's dead. And we started, and now there's like the next round of teenagers. They, they were killed in like the beginning. Like, wow. here's the first round of people Jason kills. And now the second round are coming to find the first round kind of thing. And it was like, yes. I'm like, I don't want to watch this stupid movie. Like, so I'm like, let's, like, let's sneak into Medea Goes to Jail. You know? Yeah. So it was across. So we snuck into Medea goes to jail, and there's a scene where they're like, "Let's get this person out of jail," and they're all lawyers, right? And I'm not a lawyer, but like, he just does it with a montage, a bunch of people looking at law books, pointing yes. at laws and smiling. <laughs> and I'm like, "You didn't even ask a lawyer. <laughs> you didn't even like find out any like." I'm like, "I'm not a lawyer, but lawyers don't just go." Let's get let's spring this person from jail, and then just check law books. To like a smooth R and B song from twenty years ago, like right. it, it, the image of that make, still makes me laugh to this deck. In the in it because it's so. I also admire that he did that. Just be like, I don't have time to do this to learn anything about. But, this. So what I'm learning from you about the writing book process is, you know, you we're gonna put it online, then decided not to. How much do I do research? Where do I do research? Like figuring out all these things were an important part of the process, and including writing a book. That actually then turned out to be something you didn't want to write, start over and write something you really did right. and feel proud of. And that one did get published and it sounds um, it sounds like it, it is published for a very good reason. It's great. I, I really enjoyed reading your book. You read the whole thing? Yeah. Oh my fantastic. God. You did? Yes. Well, I got to see earlier. You, you, well, you were the person who uh, we started a little writing group together. Yes, yeah. When I was, I was probably like two chapters in. It was like yeah. two years ago. I found it. And so I am an ardent feminist and feel very nervous about a white male writing uh, from a, a, the voice of a woman and a, especially a voice of a woman of color. And I didn't, not any of those hangups were gone because the writing was so good. I never even thought about it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every day, I don't sleep at night right now. You know that. And no. it's not that like I'm looking for praise. I'm terrified of like it's scary of, of like I, I, and it's not like I need validation. I need you to see that this book is amazing, and I because like, to me it's like I need people just not to like hate me, yes. <laughs> and, like yes. and like find me and punch me in the face with a wrench like after they read it. Like 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 that's where I am right now. So but I'm like so I really hard. appreciate it you saying it's that. It's so hard to to know. Hey, I really do genuinely have good intentions. Um, I hope those people see that. And the truth is, is that they're going to see whatever they want to see, but they can't miss the good writing. I, it's very funny. Thanks. There's I, a black black exploitation part that I think is also very cool. Funny yeah. Too. Well, speaking of that, my uh, my trailer, uh, the Kung yes. Fu Lesbian trailer, that my anxiety about the book happened because when we dropped that, and like first this guy Mitchell uh, Bishop, who was amazing in directing and editing it for me, like and he worked for like pennies 
because I, I had like no budget on this. Yes. He was amazing in putting it together. Uh, I wrote it, he but he made it pop. It's, it's I'm so, so happy with it. And Dalila Ali, Ali uh, she was my lead. Will you tell everyone who, who she is? She is uh, a actress. She's on. She's been on a bunch of stuff. Well, she's a producer of like a kind of a lesbian. Uh, the like uh, what's that show with Barbara Walters? Like View called The View. Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb. What is Cherry? And Bomb? And she she's it's like a it's like a talk show. Okay. Kind of thing. And uh, she's uh, she's been on like a Grey's Anatomy and oh, wow. a few things. She's beautiful. She's totally beautiful. Yeah. And she's totally cool. I'm sure and she's also really intelligent, but she is really She's beautiful. totally intelligent. But she's, like, I, I've had, I had so much anxiety because she got the Kindle. And I'm like, because she never read the book. She just was like, I love the script. It's funny. And she's, like, totally cool. And she played along really well. And she was super professional. And, like, I met her through Jackie. Moynihan. Who, Jackie Monahan, yeah. yeah. And she's, uh, I asked Jackie to be in it, too, A, because Jackie's amazing. But B... I had to have girls kiss, and I was like, I don't feel comfortable asking two complete strangers to kiss. It seems kind of, it seems like it's like, this is a porno shoot now. You know, like, yes, yes. <laughs> like I'm not used to that world. So I was like, Jackie, could you be the girl who like, kisses yes, her? And she's like, because I know you, and you know it's not going to get all creepy. And I'm like, it'll get creepy if I just cast some other girl. And then it's like, what am I doing here? It's like, I don't know what you're doing here. Jackie is probably thrilled to do it. Oh, Jackie had a blast. <laughs> and she's so funny. Like, and she's the reason for the book, you know, really. Like, she, So talk about that a little bit. Um, she's a comedian. She's very, very funny. She's a comedian. She's very funny. She opens for Amy Schumer a lot around yes. the country. Yeah. Uh, she's, I think she was just in uh, Esquire magazine or something. It was the top 50 people to look out for. And how is she the inspiration? Because I know you guys also write together. Because Jackie and I, Jackie and uh, we'll get to Eric Andre in a minute. My first, I mean, I did stand up for years, two years in the open mics and the shows. And my first two real friends were Jackie Monahan and Eric Andre. And like, we were like open micers together and stuff. And we've all stayed, I mean, they're friends. I mean, I'm friends separately with both of them. And uh, I'm really happy that years go by and they both like really blown up yeah and it's like uh i don't know so jackie and i have always been cool and then like i've always bounced ideas off of her and she's always done it for me so it's like i was like i I, this book wouldn't exist if i did i almost like got her stamp of approval in a sense because i was like i want to write this black lesbian book now I have the lesbian part. I at least have a lesbian. From Eric like, Andre, I have the black and Jewish perspectives. <laughs> There's no Jews in my book. No, but you have to did turn you it realize, into Jews. But you do you realize that? <laughs> yes, I I'm do. married to a half Jew. My, you know, my... Uh, I'm married to a woman who happens to be half Jewish. Sounds like a little... One of my best friends, my best, my best friend growing up uh, is Jewish. Eric's half Jewish. But I realized when I finished, like, there is one Jew in it. And I added him only because I, I just turned one. Because I'm like, how did I get through... I'm like, I wrote dozens and dozens of people. And I'm like, I'm just, you know, I, I'm friends with so many Jews. I'm like, I didn't have one Jew in this whole book. Why didn't I put a Jew in here? Maybe that Jewish person didn't belong in the book. Well, I had like Mormons and like oh, I had, oh, wow, you know, okay. like, and I had like a a fallen Catholic who was a Satan worshiper. I have like all these like religion and nation of Islam people. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Where were we? Why weren't, why weren't Jews represented? Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, and, but I was, I kept thinking like in San Francisco, 1976. There were probably was that, Jews. Well, Harvey, uh, Harvey Milk. Yes. Yes. 
uh, oh, that was another inspiration for the book was that uh, I Harvey Milk. I, the Milk, the movie Milk was really good. I, I actually yes. I, for a biopic, I'm not like a huge like like I hate the Doors. Just the movie. It's just like it just yeah. ruined biographies for me because it's like you can look at old footage of Jim Morrison and then Val Kilmer's recreation of it, and you're like. You are hamming up something that's, that's already, already on <laughs> file that's yeah. not as crazy as what you did. Like the Ed Sullivan show thing. It's like, he didn't act that crazy. <laughs> he didn't kick up sound man in the face. He didn't act like Tom Cruise. Give it the double. Man. Like he acted like that didn't happen because right. there's actual footage. It's putting a hat on a hat because I feel like he's almost already a parody of himself. Right. And so then, well, actually both of them separately. So Margot was into one. I, there's one real character in my book. It's a Jim Jones, the cult leader. I have him as a minor character. Okay. And he, Margot's read Raven, and I've read a few books, smaller books on it. And uh, he was a contemporary with Harvey Milk, and I knew this because they were both in the San Francisco uh, political organization, you know, in the city hall at the same time. They had offices mm-hmm. right near each other, and they knew each other. And in fact, Harvey Milk was assassinated ten days after the Guyana tragedy. Wow! And I kind of just knew this because I'm like a history buff and stuff like that. And I watched the movie, and I'm like, "Well, it's good they don't include that because that would really distract the point of the movie." Milk, yes. You know what I mean? It's like, and then to have this other really historic event happen at the same time that doesn't parallel it so much. So I started thinking, it's like, what if I did something? The other part of that story you know, that and then Fran- that time because that's San Francisco at that time. You know, before like the dot coms and stuff, that was like a. And it's the year you were born, right? It was the year I was born. My birth happens at some point in the. And it doesn't happen in. I don't. I was born in upstate New York, but it doesn't happen in the book. But uh, the the events I mean, the here. events stretch from June twentieth to about July thirty first, and I was born June 29th. I meant it was the era you were born into. Yeah, and, and like in at some point during the narration, I am born somewhere in New York. I, I'm, I, I like the 70s are fun to write in A because there's no smartphones, there's no cell phones. The, everything is manual, you know, like, and I, and I, did you ever see like The Departed? It, it's, yes. It's that weird movie that's right between smartphones but post cell phone. The whole movie, if you watch it now, everyone's texting. They're just like on their little flip phones like, right. I'm about to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> texts. And, and right. it, it's like, and, and I didn't, I like that movie, but it's like, I don't want, I don't, I don't want text messaging or internet. And I feel like I doubt I'm going to, I don't know in the future. I think I'm always going to write from like, previous to 1998 I just think we're basically in the same world but the technology is big and I don't really maybe I'll, I might change you're working on another book now too right yeah I'm starting I might write it as a pilot I'm not sure but I want to write something actually and I'm just contradicting myself right now because I want to do something that takes place in 2004 kind of like just ap- like after 9-11 after people enrolled into the military and then the cynicism yes. kind of set in and uh and I want that to be in upstate New York before smartphones. Okay. Post okay. cell phone, pre smartphone. I think there were smartphones then too, though. Was there? But you don't need to have. A I don't think. Did you? Did you have that? Did you have a smartphone in two thousand four? No. no, you didn't. I just got mine. I and now, and I'm the, I'm the last person. I just got on Twitter. I just got a smart. I got. You're a smart, not the last person. I'm the last. Everyone has one now. Not everyone. Everyone you know. Everybody who's <laughs> listening to this right now everyone goes. Everybody has a smartphone, and that dude's the last guy. We're going to have to have you back on Employee of the Month. Okay. Um, so I think we should have you back on right after you hear from the critics. It's kind of fun to like watch the process or hear oh about God. the process of... 
And my dream is to have like 10 great reviews and I want one really shitty one. I want <laughs> If you look at my... <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, because I... Because I, I, uh, Delila uh, got my trailer up on AfterEllen.com. Great. And uh, there's all these great like, this is awesome, woohoo. And then there's this one person who wrote, I did not like this trailer. I will not read this book. I will not watch this movie. And there's no movie. <laughs> Parts were funny, but I have no interest. <laughs> and it was like the the, the most articulate. Like yes. usually, like like an internet does like I'm an idiot, and they're like screw you, it's the worst thing ever. But there's something about it being <laughs> like on After Ellen. It's like I must be use punctuation properly. I must criticize, but. <laughs> Only to an extent. There were a couple of funny parts. It's a minute 40. You either like it or you don't. Like, wait, I like the one thing. Come on. You can't like one part of something that's a minute 40. All right. So I want everyone who's listening to this, please go watch the trailer to Kung Fu Lesbian. You can see it on After Ellen. You can comment. You can comment on the YouTube page. You can comment you on the YouTube page. You just type in Kung Fu Lesbian. And much more importantly, you can uh, order the book on Amazon. You know, yep, you can buy the Kindle now. And Dan I think Curry. the print, you can pre-order now. Uh, and I think by mid-September, it'll be ready. And so your comments just need to make sense, whether they're positive or negative. Yeah. They just need to be coherent. Write nice ones. <laughs> Write nice ones as much as you can. But if you got a bad one, articulate it. Use punctuation properly in capital letters only when appropriate dan curry thank you so so thank you so much that's it for this episode of employee of the month i'm your host katie lazarus thank you so much for tuning in you can go to employeeofthemonthshow.com and that will take you to soundcloud where you can download individual episodes or you can subscribe to the entire series for free on itunes highly recommended i want to give a very special Thanks to Ian Mazoff, Damien Strange, and UCB Theater for making this possible. And most especially to you listening. I really, really appreciate it. Um, that's it. Thanks so much. Okay, have a wonderful day. Eat lots of vegetables and make sure to get some exercise for both of us. Okay, bye.